Hey, well, good morning. If you feel like you've done been in church, say amen. Wow. If you love Jesus, say amen. If you're glad I had a uh, good vacation and I'm ready to preach this morning, say amen. Hey, it is good to be back home. My vacation didn't go quite like I had planned. Every year I do a couple week uh, trip uh, into the waters of upper Michigan and Canada and pretty much live on the water that, during those times. And because of a couple things, uh, the day before I was to leave, changed those plans. One was called COVID-19, affected some things up there. And um, second thing was mechanical failure. And so I'll be glad once we get to heaven, there are no mechanical failures in heaven. Amen. Can I get an amen this morning? Uh, but uh, though I don't look any better, I do feel refreshed today. And I'm ready to preach. In fact, I haven't preached for, uh, you know, it's uh, been two weeks that I've missed. And so I'm like ready to preach. So I figured the time that I missed, I'm equal to an hour and a half today. So, um, but to show you there is a God full of mercy, I won't. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I experienced so much beauty. Uh, we, I did make it up uh, in upper Michigan and parts of Canada uh, that I saw from the water. Uh, but um, it was just so full of the, cre the uh, beauty of God's creation. I think it's one of the reasons I try to go up there every year is to remind me that we have a God that is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever dream or imagine. And I just saw all that beauty and my heart was just so refreshed at the wonders of his hand. But here's what I was reminded of. I was reminded that this world that he has created is not the greatest beauty of God's creation. Come on, stay with me. We are. We who are made in his image, uh, that Christ through his church, come on, listen to me online, somebody that you're all like into this political thing and the craziness of this world, come on, listen to me a second. We, his creation, the church, is the only hope of this world. There is no other hope. We are it, and we're full in swing now, this political, you know, next 10 weeks. Uh, you're just gonna love the commercials on TV, right? And I know the world seems crazy, and I know the world seems out of control, but what I wanna tell you this morning and what this message is gonna remind us of this morning is that regardless of all that, our God is not out of control. Some of you are facing some situations, I get it, and it seems like those are out of control because they're out of your, con your control, but it is not out of God's control. And in these days of, of craziness, you just have to know, come on, you have to know that he that created you in his image is on your side. Somebody say amen this morning. See, he is not just the hope of the world. He is your hope. He is your hope in whatever it is that you're facing. He is, as scripture says, a very present help in time of trouble. Come on, somebody get blessed and give God praise this morning, right? Come on, you online, you online, give us like a big thumbs up, you know, that God's in control and we're not. All right, I'm just anxious to preach to you today. And what I wanna do uh, this week and next week are kind of two independent messages. Um, in uh, a couple weeks, I'm gonna begin a series um, on the, uh, uh, the heroes of 
the Bible, and I'm really excited about that, where God's going to lead us uh, through that. Uh, people that went through very difficult things, but how God sustained them and raised them up and blessed them and used them. Um, but I want to give you today, I want to talk about this question today, is this it? For whatever you're going through right now, for whatever you are facing, for wherever season in life you are, for whatever thing is happening in this country of ours, is this it? And what I wanna do is I wanna give you, I want this to be an encouraging message for you today. And I wanna give you three, just three simple encouraging statements today. And I want God's word to just leap off the pages and come wherever you are seated this morning, wherever you are watching online. I want the Holy Spirit to just come wherever you are into whatever you are facing and encourage you today. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 11, where we're going to find ourselves in the first 11 verses today. Matthew chapter 11, and I want to read you this passage. It is a passage that is relatively familiar to most of you. Some of you, it may be new or parts of it may be new, but it should be familiar to you. And so let me just jump into this and let's get us started. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 1, after Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples... So he's teaching them, he's encouraging them, he's helping them. It says, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. So Jesus just begins to go. He's encouraging people, lifting people up, sharing the message, the good news. And then it says, when John, now we're talking about John the Baptist here. When John was in prison, John heard about the deeds of Jesus. So John is in prison now. And in prison, he's getting the word of what Jesus is doing. He, and so John sends his disciples to go to Jesus. Come on, stay with me. And ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you really, are you really the Messiah? Are you really the one that we've prayed for, longed for, anticipated? Are you the one who is to come or should we look for somebody else? John the Baptist is very discouraged. Ever been there? John the Baptist seemingly has no hope. He's had many disappointments and now he's in prison and the word has come to him that he's not getting out of prison. He's gonna probably die in prison and... He says to his disciples, go and ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you the one that I staked my life on? Are you the one that I uh, talked about that would come from God above? Are you the one or should we look for somebody, somebody else? Now, if this were just an ordinary person that we're reading in the pages of scripture, this wouldn't be that uh, that crazy of a question, but you got to stop and go, no, wait a minute. This is John the Baptist. John the Baptist is the forerunner of Christ, John himself. The four, he's the one that came and said, prepare ye the way uh, for the one is coming. He will wash away your sins. He's the one that pointed to Jesus as he came to the Jordan to be baptized and said, behold, the Lamb of God is here. He's the forerunner of Christ, and he's asking, are you the one? And he wasn't thrown in for, into prison for something illegal. 
It's not like John was out doing something radical. He was in prison because he stood up for righteousness. He was in prison for proclaiming that Jesus was the, the Christ. He's pointing people, pushing people toward Jesus. And John is disappointed in Jesus. Anybody honest enough? You don't have to say it out loud. Anybody honest enough in this place today or watching online that would say there have been times in my life when I've been disappointed in Jesus? John is disappointed. So Jesus hears this. He understands what's going on. His disciples come and Jesus says to the disciples of John, go back to John and report what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. In other words, Jesus says, you go tell John good things are happening. You go tell John that the prophecy is being fulfilled, that the gospel is being proclaimed, the message is being advanced, lives are being changed, people are being healed. Go tell John what is happening. And then in verse six, we read these words. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. And so now he's going to brag on John to the crowd. And this is what Jesus said. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, no, no. Those who wear fine clothes are in the king's palaces. Well, then what did you go out to see? He's talking to the people that went out into the wilderness to hear a message from John. A prophet? Yes. And now watch what Jesus said. I tell you, he's a prophet and more. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. Prepare the way before you. And then Jesus says, truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Come on, if you're John the Baptist, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to hear these words of Jesus? Wouldn't that have lifted you up in whatever you were facing in your depression and your discouragement and your questions? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that just lift you up to hear Jesus say, oh, he's a prophet, but he's more than a prophet that even though he was locked up and he couldn't see it, John's doing great things. There were great things that were happening because of the faithfulness of John. There is not anyone who is greater than John the Baptist. That's impressive. And it must have lifted his spirit, even in prison, to hear this. Except John never heard those words. Jesus says these words after the disciples have left. He said it to the crowd. He didn't say it to the disciples. John came, John's disciples came. They asked Jesus the question. Jesus gave them an answer. They left, and then Jesus proclaimed this truth. Jesus said these words behind his back. And what I want to say to some of you this morning is, is that God has been saying some things behind your back about you. 
that if you could eavesdrop, if you could hear the things that he was saying about you, it would be such an encouragement to you. Because so many people are starving from a lack of encouragement from people, especially now when everybody is so isolated and God just wants to lift somebody up today. I believe God in this place and watching online, God wants to encourage somebody and lift somebody up. And if you believe that, say, I'm ready. Come on, if you need encouragement today, if you know somebody that needs encouragement today, say, I'm ready. Well, four of us are. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad this will help four of you today. Because there are some people watching today or in this place today who are serving the Lord with boldness and faithfulness, but they are not seeing much fruit. You see other people prosper, but you struggle. You watch others enjoy prosperity, and it seems like every day you are just praying to God for daily bread. You hear stories of people getting healed, even in the church, people that get healed. There are testimonies in this place today. Come on, say amen to this, that God has touched you and healed you, and you give him praise today. You hear those stories, but you are still in your sickness You serve behind the scenes and it seems like nobody even notices. You see other people fall in love and yet here you are at a season in life that you didn't think you would be this far down the road and still alone. And your heart wonders at times, is this it? Because I just need to know, God, I, I just need to know, is this it? Because all of us have disappointments and all of us have disappointments even with God. I, I don't know what your disappointments are. I have many. Some of them are small. Some of them are huge. And what I have found is that God can be exceeding your expectation in one area of your life, and then there's another area of your life, you just feel so let down and alone. So much so that you can't even enjoy the blessing God has given you because of the disappointment you feel over here. Isn't that true? So I wanna give you three things today from the word of God, from the story of John the Baptist that Jesus wants to come as he did to John the Baptist. And I think today give us some encouragement today and lift some of us up for wherever we are in our journey right now with him. And the first one is this idea that you are, you are often doing better than you think you're doing. That person you're sitting beside they are doing better than they think they're doing. They don't think they're doing very good right now, but they're doing better than they think they're doing. Someone is here this morning that needs to hear this. You are doing better than you think you are. And in your faithfulness, you tend to get discouraged because you don't see the results you think you wanna see. And I'm just here to say to you, on the authority of God's word, you are doing better than you think you are doing. There's someone who works with our kids works with our teenagers. Come on, thank God for those people, amen? If you don't think that's worthy of praise, we'll just bring those little kids in here next week and uh, we'll, just, you know, we'll just let the dirty diapers stay where they are, all right? You, I'm thankful there's somebody loving on our kids today and somebody, maybe you do that and you, 
you have these thoughts hit your mind from time to time. Nobody even thanks me. Nobody appreciates me. Nobody even notices what I am doing. And you often wonder, are you making any difference at all? And here's what I want to say to you, either those of you that are, that are working or have worked with our kids or teens. Listen, you are doing more than you think you're doing. You be faithful to that. I wanna to say to someone who works two jobs to support your family and your kids so that they can have more than you had and you wonder from time to time and more often than not, is there anything I am doing? Is it making any difference at all? And you wonder if anything is even enough. And I just wanna to say to you in your weariness, you are doing more than you think you're doing. You are doing more than you see. You bring your kids to church and let me do a little time out. I'm filtering. Don't ever wonder if he has something to say. I have plenty to say. I'm letting God filter right now, okay? Let me not talk to you that are in the house. Let me talk to those of you that are watching in line. Can you zoom in on a little, little bit back there? Yep, come on. I'm just gonna stay here until they can see me. Yep, all right, there we go. Let me talk to you online today. Now, there are some of you that you are vulnerable and you feel unsafe right now because of all that's going on in our country. And I just want to say to you, you just stay where you are. And you keep watching every week and don't you feel guilty about it at all. But I wanna talk to some others of you. There are some of you that you have gotten so comfortable in being out of God's house that it's not because of fear because you do everything else under the sun. Come on. But you've gotten comfortable and it's just easier to sit home in your PJs and sip a cup of coffee and turn on the show. And so I'm gonna say to you, if you let him, Satan will use that to defeat you and discourage you and pull you down and pull your family down and get you out of the house of God. And you need to get yourself back here. That's all I'm gonna say about that. All right. Yep. Send emails to Pastor Shane at kokomonaz.org. Listen, though John, John never heard it. Jesus was proclaiming about him. I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. And the devil has lied to some of you today. He has told you that you are a failure. He has told you that what you do doesn't really matter. But I am just here to tell you on the authority of God's word, the word of the Lord never returns void. So stop listening to his lies and listen to the voice of the encourager, the Holy Spirit who lives within you because he is your best friend. You're doing better than you think you're doing. Don't give up. The second encouraging thing I want to tell you today is you always matter. <laughs> you matter more than you think you matter. Wherever you are on your journey with him, you matter and what you do matters more than you think it matters. John was the man who came before Jesus. John had a great following, but he said, I must 
decrease. I must become smaller. You need to get your eyes off of me and you need to make him greater. He needs to become the focus. I must decrease so he can increase. And he's saying that facing death. And then in verse nine, John starts with this question, are you the one? Come on, stay with me. Jesus didn't answer the question. You read through the entire story, you see nothing in there where Jesus says, hey, John, yes, it's me, come on. I come from God, I'm the one you talk, I'm he. No, 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 Jesus never answered the question, but what he did was he affirmed the purpose of John the Baptist. Are you the one? I'm not gonna answer that, John. You have to decide. I'm just gonna show you what I'm doing. I'm gonna talk to you and tell you about the miracles, the good things that God is doing. And that has to be enough because I don't, oh, come on, stay, stay with me right here. Come on, here we go. Are, you, are we zoomed in again? Because they need to hear this. Because I don't want your identity to be wrapped up in your performance. John's purpose, prepare the way of the Lord. And he did it. You always matter more than you think you matter. And it's possible that whatever you're going through, whatever questions you may have, he may not, he may not answer those questions directly for you. You may go your whole life and not understand why you are carrying this illness and why prayers haven't been enough. You, you may go through your whole life and never find the secret, never find the answer. You have a financial struggle and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying for more resource, but God is affirming his purpose in you, which is greater than resource. And that is that you would be a good steward in what he's already given you. You have some physical ailment and you are praying for healing and you've prayed and prayed, but God is affirming that his purpose is not to put your faith in something that is temporal, but to trust him when your answer doesn't come because he has promised you an eternal body. Come on, anybody here ready for your eternal body someday? You just wake up and like, Lord, I'm ready for it, come on. You have an emotional struggle that overwhelms you every day. You, you have a husband who drives you crazy. I'm pretty sure this is all ladies right here, all right? He doesn't always answer our questions in this life, but he will affirm his purpose for you. And listen to me, his purpose has to be enough. And, and what John didn't know and couldn't know, but we know is the next chapter for John, while he is in prison with all of his questions, pouring his heart out to God, sending questions through his disciples to Jesus, what we know that John didn't know is that the next chapter for him is he gets his head cut off. And though this seems like a great tragedy, and many, many will miss the great blessing and privilege in this. Listen, come on, stay with me. For just as John prepared for Jesus in life, 
John the Baptist got to prepare the way for Jesus in death. And it wouldn't be long after that this occurred that John would see Jesus face to face in his full glory. And he soon found out, John, you mattered more than you thought you mattered. There were things you didn't see, but there were things that I was doing because you had a purpose and you fulfilled that purpose. You weren't rotting in prison. You were fulfilling what I designed for you to be from the very beginning of the world. And I don't know about you, but I can have some of the most incredible answers to prayer going on in my life. Come on. And I can still hear the voice of the evil one who whispers in my ear, that didn't matter much. You don't matter much. You're just a failure. But in that moment, you have to remind yourself that you matter more than you thought you did, and you definitely matter more than he says you do. And then the third encouraging word that I think God would give to us today is this. It's less about you. (laughs) It's less about you than you think it is. All of this stuff in life, all this stuff we're going, listen, it's less about you than you think. John, I know you're in prison right now. I know you don't like it. I know it's difficult. I know you don't feel like you're making a difference, but come on, John, listen to me. It's less about you than you think it is. I love Psalm 37, 23. I read this early this morning. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. I love this. He delights, a better translation is, he smiles upon every detail of our lives. Sometimes you just have to, in what you're going through, see the smile of God on your life. And what I love most about him is, God doesn't just love me because, come on, come on, come on online, get ready to say amen. God doesn't just love me because he has to. God loves me because he likes me. (laughs) He's smiling on me. He likes me. He likes me because he wants to. Because when you realize God likes you, you may still be going through some stuff, but it can change everything in your life or everything in your situation. This is something we always tried to affirm in our kids. Now we try to do it with our grandkids that every time we're around them, we hold them close. Come on, am I the only grandparent that does this? Hold them close and just say, I just want you to know I love you to pieces. I love you. Well, Poppy, let me tell you what all I did last week. Oh, that's all good, but I just want you to know if you hadn't done any of that stuff, I just love you. I love you. Every day I wake up, I have a picture of my kids, my grandkids, pops up as soon as I start to get on the computer, on my iPad or whatever I do. It's there to remind me that I am so blessed because I have people in my life that I love and I love them because I want to. You don't think you're doing very well. You don't feel like your life matters that much. You you don't feel like you're doing much. You feel like you are failing more than you are succeeding. But I just want to tell you today that he not only loves you, he wants you. He likes you. 
You're his child. Some of you are going through some stuff right now. I get it. You're, you're in pain. You're discouraged. Some of, you, some of you are home and you've been stuck there for such a long time. And the real issue you're dealing with is you are so lonely. Some of you have illness and you feel like a failure as a husband or a wife or a mom or dad more often than you feel like a success. But here's what I wanna tell you today. When tomorrow morning that thought comes into your mind, when this week you are going through those emotions and the struggle, I wanna tell you that those feelings are from the accuser. They are not from God. So the next time the devil comes to discourage and defeat you, you just tell him, you look in his scrawny little face and you just point your finger and say to him, I am not going to live by emotion. I am going to live by what I see. And I am going to live by faith. And he who is in me that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond what I can see or understand, to do what he has planned to do through me, then nothing can hinder that or stop him. So. Get, come on, Jesus taught us this phrase, get behind me, Satan, because God is on my side. And I'm doing better than you say I am, Satan. And I matter more than you think I matter or say that I matter. Besides, it's not about me anyway. It's all about him. See, I'm gonna choose to live by what he says about me. So if, if he says I'm an overcomer, I am. If he says I am his child, I'm gonna crawl up on his lap and believe that I am his child. If he says I'm victorious, I'm victorious. If he says I will get through whatever I'm going through, I'm gonna get through it. If he says I'm more than a conqueror, guess what? I am. And if he says I am a friend of God, <laughs> then we are, we are. For I am filled with the power of his spirit and in spite of whatever I'm going through, in spite of whatever, whatever I am seeing right now, one day, and listen, it will be one day very soon, I will see him face to face. And not only will it all be worth it all, it will also make complete sense. Would you stand with me this morning and bow your heads? If you're watching online, would you just position yourself in a posture of prayer this morning? Listen, you're doing better than you think you're doing today. You're not a failure. You're not worthless. God has not forgotten about you. You are so valuable to God. He loves you so much that he made you in his very image. You are made in the image of God. And what God is doing is so much bigger than what we can see. What God's doing is so much bigger than what we understand in our prison cell. For he is working in incredible ways for his purpose. Now there's an old, old song, but I still love it. Come on, anybody love some old songs? And here's what it said. We're gonna sing just the chorus of it a couple times and we're gonna pray. In whatever you're facing, in whatever you're going through, in whatever prison cell you find yourself, 
The song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Maybe you'd like to pray about something today. Maybe you need encouragement for something you're going through. Maybe you just be, need to be reminded that he is smiling upon you. Maybe you need to know that he, you are doing more than you think you're doing. Maybe you need a reminder that God has everything you need and whatever supply you need, he has that. Maybe you just wanna pray standing where you are. Maybe, I don't know, this would probably be all right if we uh, stay six feet apart. Maybe you'd like to come and kneel or just come and stand. And maybe you'd like to have an open arm to him just to say, God, I wanna turn my eyes upon you today in spite of all this stuff that's going on. Maybe at home, you just wanna open your hands up and bow your head right where you are and talk to God. I'm just gonna give you permission to do whatever you wanna do this morning to get close to him. Would you sing that chorus? We'll just sing this a couple times and I'm gonna pray. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange. church. Lift your voice. Sing it one more time as we go to the Lord in prayer. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange. Father, we believe that that song is more than just words on a sheet of paper. We believe it is great theology. That as we, in spite of whatever we're going through, whatever prison we find ourselves in, when we get our eyes off of the situation, off of the problem, and we get our eyes lifted to you, our faith begins to grow and we begin to sense that you are working more than we see that you're working. You bring a calmness and an assurance in our life that helps us in whatever we're facing. And I'm praying for somebody today. I'm praying, Lord, for somebody that is going through a very difficult time right now. They, they find themselves in some sort of prison. I, I'm praying for them today. And what I'm praying, God, is that you would encourage them right now, that you would bless them. You know, selfishly, we would pray all that stuff would just go away. But we understand that sometimes you have a purpose that is greater than our problem. And you wanna use us in spite of where we are. And I'm just praying today that for somebody, whether they're at home and they're alone, that you go into that room in the midst of their loneliness and may the Holy Spirit fill that place. May they feel the love of God surround them. May they even sense the love of this church coming through the, the waves of the internet into their home right now saying, you are loved, you are valuable, you have a purpose, you are even doing better than you think you are doing there. Encourage them today. 
somebody that needs Father resource. Now you have invited us to come and, and ask you because you're our dad. And so we're coming and we're asking you for resource for people that are going through some stuff. But the reality is, I know this is true. I think many of us do. Most of the greatest lessons that we have learned financially have been through the battle. They've been through the struggle. And then we have prayed and you have given us wisdom and we don't wanna go back to that place so we become better stewards. So I'm praying, Father, that you would help us to learn first, help us to grow in what we're going through and then find that you are the God who supplies our every need according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. For someone that needs healing today, God, oh, I'm praying for so many. Some that that need emotional healing. This has been a tough season for them. They have battled through this and they have fought depression and discouragement. And I pray just as you were within Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, that you would also be with them in a way that is so profound that they would say, surely the presence of the Lord has been with me and what I have faced. And God, for whatever lies ahead, none of us knows what that means. But what we are gonna do is believe that you are fulfilling your purpose in us. <laughs> and that we are your children. We believe what your word says, that we are victorious, we are children of God, we are friends of God, that you smile upon us today, that you love us today. And for all that you do, we just give you thanks. And so now we wanna just close this service by singing a song of adoration and thanks to you for your faithfulness and goodness to us. And we're just, gonna, we're just gonna worship from our hearts today, God. We're gonna give you praise and give you thanks as the team leads us. And may our words be a blessing to you, we pray in Christ's name, amen.